I will say, I do not know how to spell Blagojevich. I can also barely say it. Do you know that it's Rod? You know that, right? Yes, but I, I think most people don't know that. You hear him being called Rob Blagoj- Blagojevich like a million times. Rob Blagojevich. Rob Breath. The double B, Rob Blagojevich. Because then it just becomes one name. It's Rob Blagojevich. <laughs> This smacks of Health South, which I still can't say. Health South. You guys, before we get to the show, girl, hey, let's remind the people about the Patreon. What do you say? No. What if I said no? No, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys, we are smack dab in the middle of, or we're nearing the end, I guess, of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. You know, the HBO series about the Golden State Killer, the, the Michelle McNamara book. Oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you during the recordings. <laughs> I get you. No, I know. I, it's one of the greatest documentary series we've ever it's covered. Good. It's so it's good. Excellent. It's very well done. It's all about women doing the work. I got to tell you. It's true. I know. You guys, the Patreon's where we do our series. So it's like Making a Murderer, The Staircase, The Jinx, Lorena, Tiger King, Don't F with Cats. What else, girl? Name two. Um, you said uh, McMillions. We yes. didn't do McMillions. Yes. We didn't say McMillions. Um, we did, that was uh, Menendez Brothers, OJ. Lacey Peterson. Yeah, it's over 140 bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. We're putting together a page on the website so you guys will be able to go and see all the stuff we have there. We've got interviews with people up the wazoo as well, girl. Up the wazoo. It's also where I am apparently just really massaging my campaign platform. Yeah. I'm really trying... <laughs> I'm really auditioning. <laughs> Chilean Pensavali for Sheriff, you guys. If you don't know what we're talking about, go make yourself aware and vote. And surprisingly, the <laughs> surprisingly, the platform isn't let the women do the work. It's something else. Tell them what it is. Shut up. <laughs> everybody should sh- 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 just up. everyone shut up. We have to do better. Like it's just a lot of me just <laughs> screaming, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> like we can't just live like this for much longer. I I know, I know I'm just a dumb, stupid woman. I know. And I, I'm sorry every I'm sorry for my existence. I'm so sorry, but mm-hmm. there's gotta be something better and everybody shut up because I have a plan. It's very um I kinda go back and forth on this with apologizing and then getting angry and yeah. telling everyone to shut up. Yeah. I just go back and forth. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a party over on the Pates. Lady Pates, she's waiting in the wings for you. Here we go. Travel our old girlfriend Girl, all right, girl. I told you earlier, wound up like a top. I haven't I seen you in a week and a half. I am spinning. My favorite GP. Well, here we go. Girl, please tell the people what we're talking about today. Travel on Media 6. Blago! Exclamation point. I hate him. So this is the whole thing about Rod Blagojevich. I'm going to call him Rob. I know it's Rod, but I'm going to call him Rob. I'm sure I'm going to do it. I'm against my better judgment going to just call him Blago because right. I because I type. I'm a very fast typer. I have to be honest about it. But uh-huh. Blagojevich wasn't going to work. I'm, I'm not that good. I had the same problem. There's V's and J's and I just don't know how to do it. So instead of going like, I just did Blago. And again, it's like you're like, again, on the pates, you were like, like, I'm not calling him Eurons. Right. He's just the goddamn Golden State Killer. I didn't want to call him Blago, but yeah. my hands were saying, girl, sure. you want to get through this? You want to get through this today? You type Blago and you get over it. So My first note about this guy is that he just looks like the 
bully date rapist from every yeah. John Hughes movie from the 80s. He looks like a total cross between 80s Charlie Sheen and 80s Judd Hirsch. He just looks like they, like, like they had a kid. How about 80s Charlie Sheen and like today Charlie Sheen? <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> I was going to say with like just enough Sean Astin in the face to soften oh, him up a little bit. don't bring Sean Astin into this. Sean Astin <laughs> is a goddamn treasure. Don't bring him into this. <laughs> Well, this whole thing opens with Rod Blagojevich. Oh, God. That's the, and that's the only time you're going to hear it, that <laughs> precise. So it opens with him at, like, the height of his popularity. And we see him, like, coming off a bus or whatever. Whatever. This was when he was the governor of Illinois. And he's one of those that, like, can't walk down the street without getting mobbed. People love him. He is greeted by enthusiastic groups wherever he goes. He stops to talk with people, to shake hands, to sign autographs, and at times gets an earful about the issues. Rod was a natural talent in that he loved to jump on something that would get him on TV. Joining us tonight, Rod. We learned that he was like a whistleblower and he's like getting hostages released, but girl, don't call him a hero. I don't think we're heroes, I just think we're looking after our own. And this is all before the opening credits. I know. <laughs> gets put into context and you're like oh okay uh, <laughs> just another mediocre white guy who yeah. failed up governor rod blagojevich is accused of trying to sell barack obama's senate seat to the highest bidder while he may be the nation's least popular governor he's been the most popular news story the governor's own words describing the senate seat i've got this thing i've got this thing i've got this thing and it's golden so here's the thing the episode really opens with blagojevich's wife Oh, God. And and is she a patty? She's really a Karen, right? She wants to see the manager right now. I don't know. I feel for her. I really like her. I do feel for these women who marry these men in politics. The men go on and make fucking assholes out of themselves. And then Mm -hmm. the wives are sort of like, well, what do we do? And the other thing I want to point out, the fact that this is not a sex scandal blows my mind. You know what I mean? Doesn't he seem like the type? Oh, yeah. That might come out later. I mean, I I, I won't put anything past that. Anybody at this point. As my late grandfather said, I know trust the nobody. So who the hell knows? She's here, she's talking to the camera, and she is saying when somebody gets indicted in a marriage, majority of the times they get divorced. I suppose I could have packed my kids up and said, Good luck with that. You know, we're gonna go live in Wisconsin or something like that. You know, call us when it's done. But the thing is, I couldn't let the father of my children and my husband for years fight that battle alone. When my husband got indicted, most women like throw their husbands away and try to save themselves. And Normally like, when this happens, you get divorced. Right, exactly. And oh. she's like, I guess I could have done that. But like, I mean, she's saying, I love my husband. Yeah. He's been my husband for forever. He's the father to my kids. The thing that she says that made me crazy is she says, I know Rod and I know his heart and I know his intentions and I know that he never intended to break any law or commit any crime. Rod was all about trying to make things better for people. I cannot stand it when people think that we live in a world where both things can't be true. Where, like, the good and the bad can't exist at the same time. I believe you. We're going to learn he did some really great things for people, but he can also be a narcissistic egomaniac, which I think is what he is. Right, and, like, Democrats can be nightmares, too. Yes, Let's not get crazy about it. And also, it's so funny that that is the thing that tripped you up, because what tripped me up when she was like, I could have just been like, well, we're off to Wisconsin. Call us when it's over. And I'm like... (laughs) No shade to Wisconsin, but girl. (laughs) 
that is your option. And right. to me, when she said that, I was like, she's never leaving this guy. No. Like she's no because that that is such a like fake thing that she said. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we get this news report about all the Illinois governors yeah. who've been sent to prison. When they talk about term limits for Illinois politicians, they don't mean how long they can serve in office. No, they mean the prison term that former Governor Otto Kerner served for taking racetrack stocks in return for favors. Or the year and a half former Governor Dan Walker served for bank fraud after he left office. Or the six and a half years former Governor George Ryan is now serving for selling off licenses and contracts. When we're talking about term limits, we don't mean being in office. We mean being in prison, Tom. And then, but the, the voiceover doesn't say Tom. That's right. me adding the Tom. The voiceover is just like, you know, like the time Kerner spent in the clink for all those racetrack stocks. Or Walker for that bank fraud. Or Ryan for those bullshit contracts. The list goes on, Tom. And I'm like, wait, what? Like all of this corruption. And I'm like, God, Chicago hasn't changed since a little musical called Chicago. Five, six, seven, eight. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. But Illinois is known for its corruption. But can I tell you for five seconds about how much sure. I goddamn love Chicago? We did some of our best live shows in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago treated us very well. And, well that's a little bit of revisionist history. Except because the time, <laughs> except when I got food poisoning after our show. Because we did the show and then we were starving and it was like 11 o'clock and we couldn't find a single goddamn place in Chicago that was still serving food. Do you remember that? Yeah, and you went home yes. and I went out to eat yes. with like uh, Susan Simpson, like Britta and Dawn and all these and Mike and all these people like Susan Simpson's pals and I, then I got food poisoning I woke up in the middle of the night sick as you don't even want to know oh and then the, at two in the morning I was like oh god here it comes I, like I was just throwing I was like but I love Chicago yes. so have I mentioned that <laughs> Chicago <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, no, I, please. I'm obsessed. But the whole point is that, like, when all of these governors, like, governor after governor after governor is going to jail, Blagojevich shows up, and he's running on this, if you can believe it, you guys, he's running on an anti-corruption platform. And that's why this is so insane, because yeah. he really did start, he was, like, this young guy, and we get all these people, like Jeff Cohn from the Chicago Tribune, and this guy Pete, this political strategist who we, yes. he's, who's with us throughout, and he's like, look. Here's this guy from the neighborhood come in and I'm gonna take down these elites who've been in power for 26 years and we're gonna have a new day in Illinois and people are like, that's my guy. He was like a young kid. He was going to take down these elites yeah. and get rid of the corruption. And, you know, after 26 years of corruption, and I'm like, how about since a little musical called Chicago? More than 26 years. <laughs> I got to say, like, as we're getting Blagojevich's backstory, girl, I'm, I am doing a good job with it. Blagoje I can really do it. Nailed it again. Say it again. <laughs> Blagojevich. Blagojevich. Blagoje He's like Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. <laughs> so while we're getting the Blagojevich backstory here, we see a picture of him in a tank top as like a college kid uh-huh he looks really good girl okay. i mean at this point i know what you're gonna throw at me like i just have a shield i'm like okay just say it that he stupid just... hair and that stupid grin and that stupid mediocreness that he has is just so basic mm -hmm. also can i just say one thing yeah there are like a hundred zillion jobs i would never want to do and i wouldn't be good at them like doctor yeah. like sure. a surgeon right. like political uh -huh. strategist oh god i know. sound so I exhausting know. to me your queens just came out your queens just came out it sounds so exhausting to me oh, <laughs> 
because I mean it. Because <laughs> your whole life is like just like strategizing. I no, just, I I'm tired. Just think. I'm glad we have Pete with us because totally. he gives us a lot of good information. It's a, another job I'd never, ever want to no, do. I know. I, I couldn't agree more. Jesus. God. So we get this whole backstory and we find out that Patty, his wife, and Blagojevich met at a fundraiser for Patty's dad. To which I said, girl, tell me everything. Who's your fucking dad? Wait, but before that, oh, yeah. Patty decides to tell us, tell us, me and you, and the world, <laughs> that she had just broken up with her boyfriend four days earlier. And she says, and I quote, My husband was literally like, the rebound. Patty tells us that Rod Blagojevich was her rebound <laughs> because her dad is a big time political guy. And then, and then, wait, wait, before that, she goes, mm-hmm. well, his car was always getting broken into. So we're in the car and there's no radio. And he was just singing Elvis songs to me. I thought, you know, there might be something there. He was singing Elvis songs to her. <laughs> I know. She describes it as though it's endearing and wonderful. It's Can not. You? No. <laughs> I promise. No. And also, like, if you're like the one couple who's like, oh, babe, that's us. If you guys right. sang Elvis songs to each other in the car, we're not talking about you. Right. We're talking specifically about Rod Blagojevich mm-hmm. and Patty. Yeah. And so we learn about her dad. What's her dad's fucking name? Oh, my God. Her dad is Alderman Richard F. Mel, who everyone calls <laughs> Dick Mel. It sounds like you've been sitting in that exact position for four days waiting to say that sentence. <laughs> I know. I have it written real big in my notes. Alderman Rich F. Mel. But according to the door with his name on it that he's standing in front of in yeah. this footage that we're seeing, he's the chairman of the Committee on Committees of Rule and Ethics. And I'm like, that's politics for you. The Committee on Committees. Exhausting. Like, this is why I never. That's the Parks and Rexiest. That is total. Like, and, and somewhere Leslie Nope is like, oh, isn't that great? Right. The Committee on committees and I am so team nope I am so team nope she's like oh my god a committee about committees that's so great like she just needs Ron Swanson but everyone calls him Dick Mel Dick Mel is the Chicago political machine just loud in your face opinionated and just at the center of everything Dick Mel was an alderman which is a very powerful person in the Chicago City Council and he had this political army. We learn that he's the kind of like in your face guy and as they tell us that we see this like photo of him like on the legislature floor or whatever. No he's like on a table. Yeah he's standing on a desk just holding up a paper and screaming. And then someone tells us he had this powerful political army that helped him win elections and stay in power and I'm like oh. I know. That. I know. What about the people and our votes? No does that not matter? Great. So we find out that Dick Mel needs somebody to run for... State representative. Yeah, state state representative, yeah. Yeah. Rod Blagojevich is a young lawyer married to his daughter. And Rod had always wanted to, like, get into politics. And so he says to Dick, because Dick's the guy. He's, like, raises the money. If if he gives you the stamp of approval, like, you're going to win the election. And so Rod's only concern is, like... Rod had one question. Am I free to vote the way my conscience urges me to vote? My dad said, yeah, I don't care about that. Dick Mel says, I literally don't give a fuck. Like, right. he does not care about that at all. And so in my notes, I say, so now Rod's in politics. Hooray, I guess. <laughs> 
But we learn immediately, like, this This is a very fast-tracked part of the episode, which I kind of love. Can you imagine if they had dragged this out? Oh, God. God. Because the whole point was, like, Rod was restless. Like, being yeah. a state representative was super boring, had no power. And I'm like, tell that to every other state representative who's actually trying to do fucking good work. Right. You know what it means? Like, you go to your neighborhood and you do, like, you get the school built or the library yeah. made, you dick. You turn the power back on. Right. We'll exactly. talk about that on an after party. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is just Rod's point of view that we're hearing here. Like, oh, state representative is super boring and like immediately once he's in like thanks to his father-in-law he's like I'm gonna run for Congress right. and in 1996 he becomes quote the well-financed Democrat with powerful family ties and of course he gets elected right and then he's immediately like wait this is so easy I can't believe how easy this is I'm gonna run for governor let's go for governor let's, right. yeah let, let's <laughs> like, what do they say like in Vegas we're like we're gonna let it ride let's go right. for governor let's go <laughs> And so the whole thing is like, this is where he's learning it's all about raising money. And the political strategist is back to say like, we felt like for Rod to be known as more than Dick Mel's son-in-law, you gotta have a million dollars. We said, Rod, you get that, people start taking you seriously. He would go anywhere to raise money and there were no limits back then. So he was raising 25,000, 50,000, 100,000 at a time. He raises $3 million. He gets elected governor. He does all this great shit. He was able to do some expansion of health care for children. He very famously offered elderly people free rides on public transportation. They passed a minimum wage hike, one of the first states to do that. He forced pharmacists to dispense birth control and not allow their veto just because of their political beliefs. Can we stop for one second that we live in a fucking world where a pharmacist can opt out of giving you the birth control your doctor prescribed to you because they don't believe in fucking birth control? Are you kidding me? But the thing is, here's where Rod learns. Ooh, okay, so money equals power. So all I need to do is raise my own money independent of my father-in-law, who's excellent at raising money for all of Dick Mel's flaws, of which there are many. Right. (laughs) uh, He's very good at raising money because he's a bully. He's just a bully. Yeah, and Rod just like wants to get out from under the thumb of his father-in-law. You know what I mean? And so he gets elected to a second term and everyone is saying like, this guy has to have his eye on the White House. And we see him the night that he wins the election for the second term. This just made me pause. We see this reporter like talking into the camera, screaming at the top of her lungs. The voters have overwhelmingly said they want a second term as governor. You've got to wonder... What is he thinking of where he'll be going after this term is over? You have to wonder where he goes after this. To which I say, can we not give reporters a separate room at parties like this? I know. And I think that's when they're actually playing like a song from the Blues Brothers. Totally. (laughs) They're playing the, I get it, Chicago. I get it, Jake and Elwood. But they were criminals. I mean, I love Jake and Elwood Blues, but they were actual criminals. So Rod, a little foreshadowing, perhaps. I just... And the thing is, everyone's like, he has this perfect pathway to the White House. Oh, my God. And so and this is where everyone's like, remember that lesson he learned about how important it was to raise money. But the problem with Rod Blagojevich, he had overlearned the lesson of how important raising money was. And he was willing to do just about anything to raise money. 
So Patty's like, so it it was a little tense between my father and my husband because Rod is actively trying to get exactly like you said, like out from under the thumb of his father-in-law. Yeah, it's a whole thing where I actually thought you'd love this reference because somebody is saying like Dick Mel funded all of this. Without Dick Mel, there is no Rod Blagojevich getting a second term as governor. Like he never would have been there without him. But like the narrative that Blagojevich is trying to spin is that he's like Alexander Hamilton. Dick Mel didn't let Rob Bogoyevich forget that he was a bit of a creation of Dick Mel. And Rob Bogoyevich wanted to think of himself as Alexander Hamilton, who came up, uh, you know, out of absolutely nothing and made something of himself all on his own. Right, but Alexander Hamilton was also trash, so. Right, right, yes, yes, exactly. So, like, <laughs> don't use that, don't right. do that. Like, he was also, he was also a pain in the ass and an asshole. Right, so it's at this point that Rod meets these new fundraisers. So Dick Mel has been financing him this whole time. And now he meets these new fundraisers, and this the campaign manager guy is saying to us, like, Somewhere along the line, Rod meets a couple of fundraising people, and they started working for him. Every campaign tries to push the envelope on campaign finance law. These guys had torn up the envelope and they just didn't care. They were going around seeking campaign contributions in exchange for things that Rod could do as governor, different contracts or different appointments. They are literally like selling appointments and selling access to Blagojevich for campaign contributions. So we get this story about a very tense family dinner in 2004. Okay, like this is... (laughs) Here, like, if we could also do a podcast about, like, tense family dinners. Oh, my God. That's the name of the show, girl. Like, that's a great name for a podcast. Just, like, tell me about your Thanksgiving. Totally. During the election year. Like... The whole setup for this dinner is that, like, Rod is doing amazing. He's in his second term. He's got his eye on the White House. Dick Mel, his wife's father, basically got him there. And now Blagojevich is saying, like, girl, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're saying, like, Rod raises enough money that, quote, Dick gets left behind. So yeah. Dick Mel is like, left what? I don't- I, when I When I made you? And and he has a point, girl. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like this whole dinner, the whole idea was, like, it was going to be a, a coming back together of sorts. And it just doesn't go that way. But before we get to the dinner, Patty goes, just almost looking down, like, my mom was, of course, on my dad's side. And I'm, of course, on my husband's side. And it was very difficult. So from that point on, things were really tense between <laughs> us and my father. And it's like, <laughs> Patty, like, what did you want to do with your life, girl? I know, like, I know, I, I know. Because I, I think she could have been great. And of then course. a rebound ended up being her husband. Her words, not I mine. <laughs> but what happens is, like, after this dinner, it does not go the way Dick Mel wants it. He goes to the press and he's like, Dick says this offhanded statement to a reporter. They're giving away board and committee assignments for $50,000 a piece. Boom, it's big headlines. That's not just bad press. It gets the FBI's attention. The story hits the papers. The music changes. For the Pates fam, I have, oh my God, is Doug Matthews here? Because we see, like, all of a sudden the FBI is involved and we get the cool kids FBI music. Yeah, it's not Doug Matthews. It's Pat Murphy. Pat Murphy. Probably related. I Probably know. related. Like, Doug Matthews, Pat Murphy. Okay. Totally. I love him. And he's just like. <laughs> but this is also Pat Murphy's first time in front of any kind of camera. Totally. He's the antithesis of Doug Matthews in the sense where he's like. What? I know. He says, Special Agent Pat Murphy tells us, The FBI starts an investigation with credible indication that perhaps a crime has occurred. We were out there pulling together records, and we had picked up clear information that Rod was being very blunt 
about trying to raise campaign dollars in exchange for things that you could do as the governor. Remember, it goes like this. They're at the dinner. Dick Mel gets mad. He goes to the press. He says they're selling appointments. The FBI looks into it and they're like, oh, girl, actually, yeah, that, that's happening. They're like, Rod is making promises all over town and being very blunt about it. It takes yeah. them two seconds to get a wiretap. In an hour, they're up on, on Rod Blagojevich's phones. And it's crazy because according to these talking heads, everybody in Blagojevich's like, universe knew that their phones were being tapped. And everyone is like, when you know your phone is being tapped, you bury it in the backyard and you don't talk on it ever again. And they're like, Rod Blagojevich did the opposite of that. I think he felt like there's no way that his phones would ever be compromised. As a sitting governor, and that's really where he gets into the trouble, is he continues to run his mouth like he always does. At that stage, this was still an investigation about campaign contributions, but they started to hear, wait a minute, what's he doing with the Senate seat? We need to let some of that run. He thought that he was untouchable as the governor of Illinois, and so they couldn't possibly be tapping his phone as we start to hear the actual recordings. I got some lady calling my house for Jesse Jr. here a little while ago. We were approached to pay to play. That you know, he'd raise me 500 grand, an emissary came, and the other guy would raise a million. So he's talking about Valerie Jarrett? Yeah. We should get something for that, couldn't I? Yeah. How about health and human services? Can I get that? You and an ambassador. I take that. The FBI is listening in. They're hearing about the campaign fundraising stuff. But Rod runs his mouth so much I that know. now they're learning that he's doing something with a Senate seat. Oh, what? What? What, right. what is this? Yeah. Yeah. So now the selling of the Senate seat becomes part of the conversation. And they weren't even there for that. They were there for a different kind of tea. And Rod is just running his mouth. Exactly. Because what happens is Obama gets elected. And it's oh, like. Oh, I miss him. I know. And so that's when they're saying like when we learn that he's legit trying to sell Obama's Senate seat they're like well now we're here to stay because the thing is Rod was in charge of picking his replacement in the Senate yeah the, the governor appoints him right exactly right. like that's his that's his job and so there's this big quote that is on every single 24-hour news cycle the quote yeah. is I mean I've got this thing and it's fucking golden and I, I'm just not giving it up for fucking nothing and so, like, the whole thing with FBI Pat, who I love, he's just like, okay, girls, we are loving listening in on these phone calls. Can you imagine the power of, like, listening in on, like, the phone calls of the governor of Illinois or whatever? Who's running his mouth like there's a no tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I, that's kind of, I think that's the reason half these people got into the FBI, just sure. to listen in on conversations, honestly. <laughs> and so, FBI Pat is like... And the prosecutors felt that if they didn't move quickly... Rob Blagojevich could actually appoint somebody senator, and as soon as he appoints it, it happened. Right, because it happens immediately when he appoints this person. Yeah. It happens like that. Like, oh, you want to be in the Senate seat? And then they are. Like, there's no time right, to right. waste here. <laughs> we got to go. This story is so crazy. The FBI shows up at the Blagojevich home, and I think it's Patty who tells us. It's like, yes, it's Pat and Patty. It's like yeah, the right. worst buddy cop movie because they hate each other. But so, and this is like just such white privilege at work. But they go to Rod's yeah. house and they call him. It was somebody saying, it's the FBI. We're at your door. Let us in. And I thought it was a joke. And I said, oh, who is this? And I hung up the phone. Patty's on the phone and she's like, that's hilarious, whoever this is, and hangs up on the FBI, which has got to be like 10 years, right, for hanging up on the FBI. Like, she's like, hardy, har, har, hilarious, really funny joke. And the FBI is like, huh, they have to call back. I know. Pat's face is like, did she just hang up on us? And so Pat's like, so we call back and they're like, no, girl, we're goddamn serious. And they said, 
no, this is the FBI. We're downstairs. Come open the door. Otherwise, we'll bust it open. There is something so hilarious to me about the fact that the FBI had to call back. I don't know I why know. I like I can't get past that, but that they had to like try again. <laughs> and then FBI Pat is like, Patty was irritated to say the least. I'd say I'd venture to say very irritated. It's like six in the morning and like, you know, she's in her like dressing robe. Yes. And she comes down the stairs. She's sitting at her vanity, just getting putting her face on for the day. And FBI Pat was like, she was annoyed. The way he tells this part of the story is so great. Patty's state was mostly irritated. As he's trying to think of the right appropriate adjective, the music stops. Right. Um, and it's just like a close up on Pat. Like, I'm going to yeah. go with irritated. I'm going with yeah. very irritated. And then, like, just the gall, the audacity of this bitch. Pat is telling us that they're there to arrest Rod Blagojevich, the, the governor. And he says he goes up the stairs. Rod is, like, standing on the stairs. Rod was on the stairway. And one thing that struck me as peculiar that still told me that he wasn't totally grasping the situation is before we walked him down the stairs, he asked me how his hair looked. I don't know what's going on, but girl, before you take me out in these handcuffs, how do I look? How's my hair? How's girl? my hair? And Pat's like, I need I say more? We can we can stop this documentary. Isn't that all you need to know about this idiot? Please. I know, I know, I know. Pat has told us this, and then we hear it from Patty. We learned that like they went to the Blagojevich home and they brought a SWAT team and they brought a hostage negotiator. They brought a SWAT team. They bought, brought hostage negotiators with them. I mean, what did they think? My husband was gonna hold his children hostage or something? I mean, it was the craziest thing. They think that Rod Blagojevich is so fucking bananas that like, rather than just being like, yeah, I totally did try to sell that sentence. He's gonna take his entire family fucking hostage. Yeah, because also like, they've been listening on these phone calls. He's super aggressive in the phone calls. He's like, he's like cursing, he's like dropping F-bombs. Like he's just, he's like, look, I have this fucking thing and I'm not gonna just fucking sit on it. And like, you, he's so aggressive and like almost mad about it that I think the FBI is like, oh shit, we kind of don't know who we're dealing with. Also, he knows we're tapping his phone and he's just, talking. So his approval rating goes down to 4%. Everybody hates him now. They want him to resign. And I'm sitting here like an idiot thinking, wait, they don't just fire him? Like, can't they just fire him? I don't understand like what's happening. But then, girl, this is oh like a God. big thing. Sam Adam Jr., criminal defense attorney. I yeah. think his dad was one of the garbage defense lawyers in the Big Dan's app we did. <gasps> is that right? Hey, Matt, for context, can you please throw in one of the garbage things that the dad said in the Big Dan's app? Rape is a, is a crime which is frequently charged by people that have not indeed been raped but uh, have consented and then for one reason or another uh, uh, become vindictive later. Thanks, Matt. We learned that Sam Adam Jr. is the criminal defense attorney. So was Sam Adam, oh the dad. Oh my God, you're and right. they are such fucking trash because they defended R. Kelly and got him off. I know, so I know, they I know. are like down with rapists. They're the rapist apologists and they like just represent garbage. I'm telling you, Sam Adam Jr. is the son of the piece of shit from last week. I'm telling you. Oh my God, you're so right. right. Isn't that yes. crazy? I just wanted to say too that like the filmmakers are so aware of what a character this Sam Adam Jr. Junior is Ugh. he gets his own music. He gets his own version of like derpy derpy music. And he's saying this whole thing where like my father called me up and said, come down to the office, Rod Lagoyevich may want to hire us. And so I came down and it was right then. I, I fell in love with Rod right then. My father asked me after the meeting was over, do you want to do it? I said, the governor of the state, especially that guy, asks us, that's an honor. It's an 
honor. It's an honor. And I'm like, here's what I don't get about defense attorneys. Except for when they're defending your friend Damien. Yes. How are they not constantly apologizing for their work? I know. How are they not saying like, I know this guy is garbage, but everybody deserves like a fair, like we're just here to make sure that like the proceedings go according to the law. We're not excusing what he did. Like why isn't, why don't we get more of that from defense attorneys? I know to say like, you know, or have fair sentencing or like make sure someone doesn't get like totally railroaded. Like, yes, they robbed the bank, but you know, I don't know, whatever. Or or if they're innocent or, you know, whatever. Just a little bit less pizzazz factor. I want a little bit less from Sam Adams Jr. Especially when Sam Adams and his father defend R. Kelly and then he's walking around Chicago holding a Bible. Fuck off. I know. know. That's not what, like, just stop with the showmanship. Like, this is Rod Blagojevich. This is just another media. It's Scrooge all over again because we have this guy, Aaron Goldstein, who's another defense attorney and Rod, just like Scrooge, wanted to talk so they let him talk to everyone. Absolutely. I did nothing wrong. I'm not guilty of any criminal wrongdoing. Just no, say I, I am not a crook. Do it. Governor Rod Blagojevich is talking on TV as he did all day yesterday. This we, we believe is the best possible forum that I have. I saw you on The View. I saw you on the Today Show. I saw you on, I think, every other show that is in production currently. Everyone. He's on The View. He's on the Today Show. He's on Letterman, The Daily Show. Kimmel, Wendy Williams is here. Wendy, please. (laughs) I can't believe that David Letterman had him on. Like, David Letterman is the one that's usually above the fray. He usually is the one that's like, you're garbage. I'm not doing this. But he has, like, Rod, like, doing bits and all this crazy shit. I do kind of love that, like, Letterman's like, I'll have you on, but I am going to make you humiliate yourself. That's the only way we're doing this, girl. Absolutely. Yeah. But Kimmel's, like, joking with him about it. And I'm thinking, I'm screaming, why are you normalizing this? Stop doing this. He's like, I'm backstage at the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I'm like, Boo. look, I know. I, I, I'm like, I know she's really been going through it lately. And like, she doesn't need me talking shit about her right now. But Ellen, girl, why are you having him on? Why? 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 Aren't you better than this girl? Aren't you all about kindness and being kind? Also, like, yeah. be nice to your staff. Stop it. Right. Stop. <laughs> Cut the bullshit, Ellen. I'm done. I'm over it. It's been a real, look, the cancel culture is out in force for Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, my God. Don't be garbage. It's very simple. I don't know how many. I Sometimes I have to say clearly every episode because people just are not getting in line. But girl, you get your wish, he gets fired. (laughs) He gets impeached. And it's so funny, like somebody says like Rod Blagojevich is no longer the governor of Illinois. He was ousted from office late today after being convicted by the state Senate. Hours before the vote, Blagojevich made a plea. You guys are in politics. You know what we have to do to go out and run and run run elections. You guys are in politics. You know how hard this is. You know how we have to cheat to win these things. Exactly. And the thing is, when they kick him out of office, I have in my notes, I'm like, which I'm actually surprised by, which says a lot about the state of things. That I'm just like, oh, he's out. Great. How interesting. Remember last up where the rapist actually got convicted? Right? What was that all about? I know. That, but then they only got like six days in prison and no one gave a shit. Great. <laughs> Can't win for losing, honestly. <laughs> Great. Great, great. And now, as as if things can't get any worse, we're watching The Fucking Celebrity Apprentice with Trump. Like, what? It's time for a new deal. It's time to get back to work. It's time for The Celebrity Apprentice. With Rod Blagojevich. I'll do anything, right? Legal and ethical and 
honest. So here's the deal. Sam Adam Jr. and his dad, in all their wisdom, are saying the whole point is, uh, I have so much to say about this. We all know, based on OJ, based on R. Kelly, yeah. the whole idea is we're getting ready for the trial. They're going to make him famous and because they know it's harder to get a celebrity convicted. And I'm thinking, obviously, OJ is the worst person in America, but he was a fucking celebrity, right? Yeah. Same with R. Kelly. Same with all these actual famous people who get acquitted. Rod Blagojevich is not famous and putting him on the Celebrity Apprentice where he's making jokes with fucking Sinbad is not going to make him famous. It just makes him the butt of the joke. Yeah, and usually if you're someone, if you're like a black kid, when you're awaiting trial, you're in prison. They throw you in Rikers. But he's awaiting trial and he's on television with Trump. So great. Thank you. Thank you everyone for everything. (laughs) Great. I would like to take this moment to thank everyone for everything. So he does The Apprentice, whatever, and now the trial finally starts on June 8th, 2010, and he's signing autographs. People are giving him bags from Tiffany's before he walks into his trial. But if trial by media has taught you anything, also, you must be new to documentaries. The prosecution, <laughs> once again, was way too goddamn boring. Just play the tapes. Why are we getting into the minutia of laws from, like, the 1700s? Why do we keep doing this? Play the tapes of him screaming and cursing and screaming about the Senate seat and how he's promising jobs to people all over town. Why are I- we not just playing the goddamn tapes. I literally have, where's the pizzazz factor prosecution? You got Sam Adam Jr. over there. This guy's going to be tap dancing in five seconds. He's screaming at the jury. He's screaming at them. These are the people he wants on his side. He's screaming at them. We get like some talking head or news footage saying like, In a loud rambling opening fit for the theater, defense attorney Sam Adam Jr. mentioned Blagojevich's now famous hair. Sam Adam Jr. shouted at the jury. Waving his arm and pointing his fingers. Using a fire and brick Stone approach said the governor was the victim. It was really fit for the theater. And I'm like, it's a court of law. What are you doing? It's not theater. It's a court of law. Also, I really miss the theater girl. I know. And it's like, you almost want to say, I'll take it where I can get it, but not like this. No, the problem is Sam Adam Jr. is a smart person and he's using his powers for the forces of evil. And he's just saying, what we were trying to do is be regular. You got to be regular. These are people who, who get up in the morning put on their pants one leg at a time and go to work. They're not gonna see these technical laws and all that and think to them, oh, well, this one has a comma here, this one has a semicolon, what does that mean? The problem with the prosecution is they're all trying to get A's on their reports. Exactly, on their PowerPoints. And the defense is just trying to win. And they're just trying to relate to the jury who doesn't want to be there. They know they're going to be bored to death, so Sam is just putting on a fucking show. It's the pizzazz factor wins every time. And here's the problem, me, about just playing the tapes, because till the cows come home, he's talking about, you know, he needs all this money, he needs the freedom, he needs the independence. But after after all of that, his chief of staff, his best friends get up there. They're all being called by the prosecution. The witness, Lon Monk, who was Rod's chief of staff, he said he was taking money himself. The U.S. attorney asked him, so how much of that money did you give Rod? And he said, oh, I would never give Rod any money or tell him I took any money because that's not who Rod is. So that's all Sam Adam Jr. needs. Because if he didn't get any money, Sam Adam is like, what's the problem? Why are we here? And you know what? I hate to say it, but I kind of agree. And you know what, girl? So does the jury. So girl, how does this whole thing shake out? Right. So he's guilty on one count and they're deadlocked on 23 others. So it's a hung jury and they have to do it all again. Great. So 
you know, lawyer Aaron is saying. The second trial changed a, a significant amount. And, and one of the most significant changes was the prosecution really streamlined their case. And they focused primarily just on the recorded conversations. They took Jillian's advice. They're up at the pizzazz factor. They really are just focusing on the tapes. And I don't know how I feel about this. Like, one of the lawyers is saying to us that, like, the thing about it is that the government gets to pick and choose which tapes they play. I don't really like that. I'm kind of on Blagojevich's side because he's screaming like from the very beginning i said play all the tapes when was it that you've ever heard the guy who was accused of wrongdoing saying play all the evidence what he's trying to do is again normalize this he's trying to say this is just how politics is played baby that's the game it's showbiz kid it's not criminal this is show business and politics and like that that's what he wants to do and i think that's bullshit because you shouldn't be doing this shit he was essentially put in a corner where the only way he was going to explain what he did was not wrong and was just politics was to get on the stand Rod takes the stand because, of course, and if you want some pizzazz factor, the prosecution opens with, you're a convicted liar, are you not? Ooh. Yes. The whole thing about Blagojevich taking the stand is that he wanted to. You could tell this guy was, like, itching to get on the stand and, like, tell his story, and he thought it was going to go great. And they say, like, being a politician, he thought he's going to get to run the room, he's going to get to answer the questions he wants, and talk on and on and on. And, like, this guy is a lawyer. Like, that's how he started. He should have known how this was going to go. Right, because the thing is, like I said, this is a court of law. This is not the press. You can't just right. talk in circles and word salads and all this stuff. And yeah. the judge would say, answer the goddamn question, girl, and what, however you say that in judge speak. Again, I want the drunk history version where we see some like 90-year-old white guy yes. turning to him and going, answer the question, girl. Or like Jason Ritter just being adorable and perfect <laughs> and hilarious, um, who I love. So, um, Same. Yeah, I love him. But so someone like told our reporter friend that people were rolling their eyes. The jury! The jury was rolling their eyes! And that created moments moments where jurors were rolling their eyes. One lady, you know, told the Tribune afterward that she was drawing pictures of her cats while he was testifying. So it did not have the outcome that he wanted. This charm offensive he's trying to do is not working. Nobody gives a shit. They're drawing pictures of their cats, girl. How boring do you have to be? What you got? You just gotta love it. I'm sorry, but like, you know, this guy has skated through life. Good looking, mediocre, Ugh. rich white guy. And like the fact that it's not working now is kind of amazing. Right. And so the trial is over. The verdicts are in after nine days. He does this horrible, obnoxious thing. Remember how he loves Elvis? Yes. And he loves to sing it at his wife in his car. Which like, run, girl, get out of the car <laughs> and run. <laughs> what is she just like? <laughs> yeah, a patty shaped hole in the door is really come on. So, like, they're going to get the verdicts finally, and Rod is quoting Elvis to the press. You know, my hands are shaky, my knees are weak, I can't seem to stand on my own two feet. He just can't help himself. He's such a dick. I know. Like, I know. in spite of himself, like he, he's like a caricature of himself. He just can't stop being a dick. He's like a. I just want to say dick back. He's like a dick back. <laughs> He's like a bag of dicks. Do you know what I mean? Your queens came out of here. He's like a bag of dicks. A bag dicks. of dicks. That's what I see when I look at him. It's just a bag of dicks. So the, oh the verdict is in. He's guilty on 17 charges of corruption, obviously. He's booed yeah. as he walks out of the courtroom like, wow, how the tables have turned, huh? Oh, and as he's trying to like talk to people, because like the, there's a mob outside the courtroom. Patty, who is fucking beside herself, now she knows she's going to raise these kids on her own. Mm -hmm. Her husband is going to jail. Like, Patty is a wreck. Rod is basically trying to sign autographs outside the court, and she's like trying to pull him to get in the goddamn car. Rod, get in the car, girl. Get in the car. Go, go talk to your wife. God damn it. Don't sing to her either. 
either. You know what Patty does right. though? She blames <laughs> she blames the women on the jury. I think there was one man on the jury. It was all women. And man, those women without those tapes to be able to back up what he was saying, they just, you know, didn't buy it. And it was scary. It was a very scary moment. She's like, they just didn't buy it. I'm like, you're goddamn right they didn't. Don't blame women. Patty, do you hear yourself? I don't understand. Why is it a woman thing, girl? What is she trying to say? That we're too smart and couldn't see through his bullshit? Like, if, if right. so, I will gladly take the compliment on behalf of those 11 women. But don't try to make it like those hysterical, yet too smart women. Like, shut right. up, Patty. God. I want to hang up the phone on Patty is what I want to do. I know. I- you guys, they go for sentencing. He gets... 14 years. 14 years, and they say that, like, the press strategy horribly backfired because they just antagonized this judge, and he decided he was going to make an example of it. We learned that the same judge gave this mob guy 12 years, like an actual murderer, 12 years just because he yeah. flipped. Jesse Jackson Jr., who we were talking about earlier, he ran a scheme. Who actually pocketed money. Remember how Blagojevich never like actually pocketed any of this cash? Jesse Jackson Jr. did, and he got a lighter sentence than Blagojevich. He gets two years. That's not, you know he'll know. be out in six months. So, and then Patty, who's now invoking Patty Peterson, she's like, Now, there's only one person whose hands our fate rests. It all comes down to the president of the United States. And what's the best way to get a message to him and his his staff and his people is to try to appear on places where they're paying attention to. There's only one person who's in whose hands our fate rests. Patty, stop talking like that. <laughs> so she's like, our only hope is a presidential pardon. Yeah. She says these words. She's like, what's the best way to get his attention? Go on Fox News, because all he does is watch Fox News and tweet about what he sees. There's There are actual articles written about it, you guys. That's what he does. Because if you guys, like, if you're listening to this in the year 2929 of our Lord, <laughs> Donald Trump is currently president oh of the God. United States. I know. <laughs> but Patty, like, she's saying that the... Like, like, remember how my husband went on Trump's show and they were, like, friends? Like, she was making direct pleas to Trump through Fox News, like, acting like they're just regular interviews. And she's looking at camera basically talking directly to him. Sometimes the courts and these prosecutors get it wrong. And it takes a strong leader like President Trump to right those wrongs. And the whole reason she's even doing this is because the president himself has floated the idea of pardoning Blagojevich. Right. He has said this. So Patty hears that. She goes on Fox News and she's saying, Well, you know, he was and we are all so grateful that the president is thinking of us in this way. We know that President Trump is a kind man and he's compassionate. He knows how important it is that my husband gets home to be a father to our daughters, that we can't help, you know, to be hopeful. Patty! Absolutely. And so so Trump does this thing. He oh, he like speaks in contradictions and word salads. But he's like, you know, I saw his wife on TV on Fox News. And, and then he goes, I don't know him very well. He was on The Apprentice in the same breath. How do you not know. know him? But he was I on know. your stupid show. Like, what are you talking about? So he spends eight years in prison. Trump lets him out. You know what I'm going to say? What am I going to say about Rod Blagojevich being pardoned? OK, now do Adnan. Right. I'm just going to always say it. Fucking cool. Can we can we get the kids out of cages? Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for ruining everything. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> but Blagojevich, like, continues to be garbage and to make it all about him. You know how you broke the law and you went to jail and your wife and your children suffered and the only thing she asked of you was that you just never go back into fucking politics? Can you imagine She's... ever being in politics again? 
if she's watching this show, the answer would be no. But if she's not, no, I'm not ruling out. <laughs> he's trying to be cute and he's not cute. I know. And so I know. you want to know what I, I side Googled, obviously, yeah, at please. the end of this thing. And from Wikipedia, he was the lead singer for an Elvis cover band, the <gasps> Jailhouse Rockers. And In jail? Yes. But the band dissolved when the lead guitarist was released from prison. <laughs> Got out. So they just couldn't <laughs> hang without that guitarist. He was just, he was really holding the whole gang together. <laughs> Um, you guys, we did every goddamn episode of Trial by Media. Girl, we're done. All six of them. What have you learned? I, you know, I guess sometimes the rapists do get convicted, I guess. For five seconds. Great. I know. <laughs> um, the Subway Vigilante is garbage. Mm-hmm. Jenny Jones is garbage. Yep. Rod Blagojevich is garbage. Lots of garbage. Yeah. So much garbage, girl. Well, it's what we signed up for, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Girl, do you know what we're doing next? Next, we're doing this case that we've been asked for 10 billion times. Yes. We're doing Drew Peterson, American Murder Mystery from ID. I don't know anything about this case. I know nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, this will age poorly, but the Peterson thing throws me off. I think I confused those right. cases for a little bit, unfortunately, which is which yeah. sucks. I should know my shit. But yeah, let's, I mean, let's learn about it and then discuss it like we are wont to do on True Crime Obsessed. <laughs> Um, girl, tell the people where they can find us. They can find us at truecrimeobsessed.com, our Gorge website that has Gorge. promo codes, our new merch that we designed, and it's all going to charity, every last penny. Yeah, all the proceeds from merch are going to charity, you guys. Go get a t-shirt or a mug. It's all going to great causes. Yeah, and we're at True Crime Obsessed Podcast on Instagram, where we go live every Tuesday at noon, ladies who lunch. Ladies who lunch. lunch You guys, don't forget about the Patreon. If you're looking for more fun, laughs, good times, join us on the Patreon. We are getting close to finishing all be gone in the dark yep. the hbo six-part series about the golden state killer one of the most amazing things i've ever seen and then next we're doing fear city the mob in new york in the 70s I know. come on is that I not know, perfect for I us know. let's it's go okay. let's go it's all the series don't have with cats tiger king lorena make me murder the jinx we just finished mcmillions yeah so many things ad free episodes ringtones the whole deal you can find jillian on the instagrams and the twitters uh-huh. at at jillian with a g yes and you are at patrick hines underscore on instagram and at Patrick Hines on Twitter, right? Yeah, and again, follow us at True Crime Obsessed Podcast on the Instagram so you're ready for our go lives and just like our fun Insta stories that we're doing. Did you say go lives, like one word, our go lives? Yeah, is that, is, yeah is, am I making it up? It's a go live. I bought it. You said it with authority. It, it feels like that's a term that is out in the world that I am just not cool enough to know about. So that tracks for me. Oh, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks. We'll see you next week, right? Come on. See you next week. Yeah, Drew Peterson, whoever that is. Same time, same place, right? Great. Yeah, Bat Channel. All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Now to yet another new twist in the Stacey Peterson case. It's one of the most confounding disappearances of the century. This story had everything. Love affairs, jealousy, murder. 23-year-old mom, Stacy Peterson, vanishes from the suburbs of Chicago. This young, beautiful mother who disappears and her husband's a cop. In this two-hour special, we give exclusive insight into the man at the center of this mystery. Please go home. Please leave me alone. Please don't get involved in my little world. <laughs> this was a man hiding some horrific and dark secrets. His third wife had died mysteriously in a dry bathtub. Was it an accident or was she put in there? And enter the courtroom for an explosive legal showdown. There were audible gasps and a lot of tears. 
It went worse than I could have ever imagined. If I had been an alcoholic, I would have pulled out my flask right there in the courtroom and started drinking. You have a cop who was sworn to serve and protect, who was really a wife killing machine. You're recording, so go back and hear it again because you're never going to hear Rod Blagojevich. Wait, let me do it once, then I can drop it in. Rod Blagojevich. <clears throat> Rod Blagojevich. Rod Blagojevich. Okay, now I've got him. And then just do like Rod Blagojevich. Like you don't even care about his name. <laughs> Rod Blagojevich. I just did a Rob. We're never we're never going to get through this. Okay, Matt, when Patrick, <laughs> just just drop this in. Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Rod Blagojevich. Like that's a name. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> A zillion points to you for saying Blagojevich right, right <laughs> off the tip. I mean, you really, you nailed it. I didn't want to stop Blagojevich. you because you were in a flow, but you did. You nailed it. Don't think about it. Just say it. Health South. Don't think about it. Just say it. Health South. Don't think about it. Just say it. Where does Krushi work? <laughs> Health South. He said, by the time we got to trial, the polling was 50-50. And then he says, 50 people were coming in believing he was guilty. 50 said maybe Blanco was innocent. And I said, you know, that's not really what 50-50 means. That's not means. what that means. But that's <laughs> no. whatever you got to do, girl. I can't imagine he has an easy time sleeping at night. Or maybe he's just a total sociopath who's like, ooh, got another rapist walking the streets. I Yay know, me. I know. Great job, know. Dad. Let's go have a scotch. Right. I mean, I'm shocked that Aaron's lower third isn't like former right. partner at Sam Adam Garbage Lawyer Company or whatever. Because I can't imagine that would last. They don't like people who stand up. I took my original notes 10 days ago and I wrote, I can't believe I wrote this. I forgot that I wrote this. My note under the name Special Agent Pat Murphy. This guy is so cool. Cucumbers look at this guy and go, wow, that guy's cool. Wow. <laughs> He's as cool as a cucumber, but not even. They're jealous. No, yeah. Girl, that is like a dad joke if ever there was one. I love the idea of a shirt of a cucumber right. saying, hey, you're cool. <laughs> cucumber with like sunglasses, like cool sunglasses on. Totally. Just pointing. You're Joke. cool. That is the daddest dad joke. I'm going to tell that to my dad, and he's going to go, oh, that's good. Right. Like, that's what a dad joke that is. I'm going to tell Attilio about it, and he's going to go, ooh, that's a good one. He's going to be right. very impressed. 